0: For more than a decade, FTI has strived to become the leader in the aftermarket, performance, transmission, and converter industry. We've joined forces with McLeod Driveline Components under the leadership of top fuel funny car pilot Paul Lee, and now have a larger distribution network, more resources, and more power. Come see us in the pits and ask how you can join the FTI family. It's not cheating. It is the competitive edge. And it's Antron Brown, driver of the Macko Tools Top Fuel Dragster. And yes, I'm a three-time world champ. But you know what? When I win, I go shit the WFO
1: Radio, baby. I want to see you listening in.
2: It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. This is... W.F.O. Radio. Hey
1: everybody, we are live from the Texas Motorplex Stampede of Speed. Joe Costello, Scott Palmer, Nitro Sideshow. We had a great night last night. And yes, we're on location from the Tim's Trucking Suite in the iconic Texas Motorplex Tower. Scott, starting off the show, getting ready for the Fall Nationals, but let's just kick it back to last night. Wow. That turned out, I think, better than I thought it was going to go. Not that I thought it was going to go bad, but it was huge. What about your perspective? You put it all together. You organized everything. Lay it on us. It was organized chaos. That's what it was. It but really was.
0: It was. I, I'm kind of a spur-of-the-moment guy. I don't make good plans, but we all collected at the back of our pits, and we came up with the game plan. Thanks to you and West Buck, everybody that came back there and kind of helped me out. I'm, I'm, I'm a racer. I'm not a promoter. So these things just come up as wild ideas while I'm drinking beer. So that's... And they just always happen we didn't get like to it. drink
1: beer last night though after it was all over it was well, you I went too early because ah, we did good good you're all right though i'm okay I'm so good. let's let's break down what happened for everybody because we're going to plan on having this thing again the stampede of speed is running wild and uh first of all i want to kick it back to all right we're in like day four day five it's all blurring together i'm losing track but the night of the concert was that huge That was huge. That was Sunday night. Brett Young is out there. This place is loaded with young fans of Brett Young and Wade Bowen and some of them coming and walking into your pit. They didn't know what drag racing was at all. They thought it was like guys running around in high heel shoes. And instead, you guys put on a show. We had Alex out there. You guys ran the fuelers down. Just talk a little bit about that, that moment, that experience.
0: That was a great time. That was another Deal. We had planned to run at an intermission. So we it all pulled off right. We were gonna make a single run. And then Billy and Christy decided, hey, that'd be cool to have two. So we brought out the other car, and then me, I raced uh, Alex. So worked out good. I mean, we, we looked up in the stands and and the you know the stands were a third full. And we're we're here at we're at a music festival. We're not at a drag race, but we got a lot of crossover fans. We had fans coming into our pits after the race and after the, the concert to see the cars talking about the side bets they made on it because my sponsors and, and uh, Alex's sponsors had a few wagers, a pretty good wager going on on it. Now we have called the truce on that because technically he beat me for sure because I spoke the tires his went right down, made a beautiful run. But he read
1: light. He rolled the beam. So, But it wasn't really his fault. There was a little weird glitch, technical, yeah, whatever. Technical. We didn't care. Are so you going to go pressure. double or nothing somewhere down the road? We're going to go double or nothing. That's the smart way. And so that was concert night. It was easily 15,000 people out here, guys. It was tremendous. And then last night, the Nitro Sideshow. I didn't know Stevie Fast was going to run. I didn't know Alex was going to run. Madman Frankie Taylor. I didn't know all these things. Stuzilla rolled out. We had a bunch of Nitro Pro Mods. That was a ten dollar ticket if you brought a can right. of food. Like, all right, so best show for the best price ever in the history of drag racing. I'm saying it.
0: Right. Yeah, I believe so too. And I know Monday night's a tough night for for fans and people to get out to come personally, but the social media feedback I've got, I can't. If I pulled up my phone right now, I couldn't even respond or look at the responses and messages I have. So I know it. I know it did something because. People watch that on social media. I i don't follow it and, and keep up with it like
1: I should. Yeah. But the guys who do. Really- older, older gentlemen, like lay off guys, you know, Palmer's blowing stuff up. But he I has no time to be tweeting.
0: That's right. And, and Alex was picking on me last night, everybody. So I'm just going to tell you. Old guys are coming back in style. That's what
1: I told Joe on in the interview. We're like bell bottoms. We're coming back. Yeah, old guys are coming back. Right? Look at this. Got us on the big screen. People are weighing in. Puppy watching. Lauren out there. Cameron Crusoe somewhere in this tower. I don't know where she is. If she's somewhere in this tower, maybe we'll get her. She but should have been
0: out there running with us. That, you know, I would love to have a couple of pro stocks next year, Ron.
1: The quadras would be huge. Be uh, huge. But there's a, there's a point. Like a lot of people have asked. Hey, you know, uh, top fuel cars on the same track that there's going to be an event. You had to pull all your data acquisition out of the cars. Right. Like I, just so everybody knows, right. They pulled all the data acquisition. So that was not useful for anything other than. No, Bobby Lagana
0: and Dom Lagana. They just sent me a message asking what I take for the data that, uh, that I got last night and Chad heads. He's got first dibs on it. So ah. everything I got, I can sell. See, I just wish we'd had them all hooked up because we did. We unhooked our data recorders and, and, uh, You know we had some NHRA guys here and not that they didn't believe me but I told them I wanted them to see it that we're not doing that we had no clocks no times which made it pretty awesome it it, uh, to me it made the show because you can't believe how close those races look if you don't see the numbers
1: a couple of years ago and I know Alan Reinhardt is going to be joining us seconds from now uh, we we lost power at charlotte and we had no scoreboards, and it was just cars going down the racetrack, and you had to wait for some sort of indication if we want. There is something about that. I don't want to say get rid of scoreboards forever, but in occasional situations, especially like last night, it right. worked. Right, and we're going to do this show at uh, Tucson. I believe it's March
0: 18th, the weekend before Phoenix NHRA race, and we're going to put on some kind of deal, like a mini national, a preseason deal. Cause a lot of the West coast guys are not going to be able to, to go to preseason testing and go to Gainesville. So we're going to put on this deal at Jim Hughes track in Tucson. and We're going to do a nitro sideshow there on a weekend. And I believe we got confirmation that our, we're going to have an eight car field of fuel cars. It's going to be funny cars against tracksters. It's going to be anything goes first aid. We'll get to enter the race. It'll be kind of an invitation only. Oh,
1: very nice and you did you ran Jeff deal last night and you saw a top fueler versus funny car and I'm telling
0: you he was ahead of me for a little while and I was getting nervous because when I said that I was a little cocky about that spot <laughs> somebody said he gets two chance and I and I honestly told him in the meeting I said give him three but I saw his full car for about 150 I was
1: minutes. impressed that you waited on the tree
0: I did I waited that was good I wanted it to be legit. Bam. I wanted it to be a race at the finish line.
1: Okay. So what do you think is the future? You already kind of quasi-announced next year you're going to be doing more. But the Scott Palmer Nitro Sideshow, to me, there's there's something there that isn't even defined yet. Like we right. had a the first year the crowd was whatever it was. Second year, they told us it was 10 times bigger. We raised thousands of pounds of food for Ennis and Waxahatchie. There was a food drive going on. Just amazing stuff. You've got something good going on here.
0: Yeah, I believe it's something good, and, and you know I've run the full season, been in the top ten, and I love that. I, that that was my lifelong dream. But what I really like to do is show off, no matter what it is. I, yeah,
1: I, the bandit—he is Bo Darville. Israeli Scott Palmer is Bo Darville right now.
0: But and you know, Christy and Barry, and you know, everybody here at the Motorplex have gave me the best facility, one of the best in the country to show off that and just, and help me grow this deal. This actually, this started off as kind of a joke just to do this, get all these cars together and
1: just raise some hell and do big burnouts. And
0: you know, the $500 I put up for best
1: burnout. Yeah. Who got it. that? Was it uh Grubowski. Barker. Oh, Barker got it. Okay. Cause Grabowski was good too. Yeah, he was good.
0: It was, it was close. It was close. It was close. Okay. But, but I mean, you know, Barker was willing to lose it all. To get that $500. He did lose and it. He, he like, ran scar. it out of fuel. And broke he broke the, the car. Yeah. Yeah. He, he broke the transmission. But whatever. It was a good burnout. No, it was
1: great times. All right. Let's look ahead. What, what's um the fall nationals now? To keep it going. Okay. Now, what is your plan? Bring now we
0: have to switch gears. Today we run John Stopher's Pro Mod. We run his
1: team out of our shop. Pro Mods tonight, guys. If you're right. in the area anywhere near, come on out. They're going to be hitting the track real soon. Got uh, considerable money on the line. Yeah. Later on tonight, we got top dragster, top sportsman. Pro Mods, tomorrow, the big champions dinner, 100 bucks. all the past winners, champions, and then Thursday into the fall national. So let's talk about transition. Well,
0: we'll run the race tonight, and then Wednesday is a test session, and, you know, we're going to, I'm going to try to sweet talk some people around here and see if we can test the Studebaker, because I need to make some runs, obviously, it smoked the tires again last night, which is done, and I get to a place like this, and I get excited And I know the track's so good and I started adding primary weight and I had some timing and I should have left it alone, but I don't, I can't help it. I want this thing to be violent. I don't want it to slip down the track and make a soft run. I want it to, I want to rotate the earth. That's what I built it for.
1: I saw Studzilla for the very first time in my life guys. And uh, on the track, I've seen it at SEMA, I've seen it at BRI. Palmer's had it in his pits. It's great, but seeing it in action is totally yeah. different that thing is incredible it is the absolute
0: coolest thing i've ever stepped the gas on the gas in and i've been 500 feet and it has went 230 in the eighth mile shutting off early but i can't get it to do it all the time because i keep changing things i just i can't leave stop, it stop
1: stop changing things leave I, it alone tomorrow we're going back if, if we are able to make a few test runs i'm gonna it's gonna happen okay so reason for me to come out early scott i don't want to keep you all day thank you very okay much. but wait you, you
0: get back i got you off track yes yeah. then we switch you're asking
1: about the fall nationals
0: yes i can't get there that fast because i got so many things in my so head. many things but then we switch gears again so the guys are all here they're servicing t- their top fuel all the way they're servicing cylinder heads and superchargers, getting everything ready because this is alex laughlin's home home area he lives close to here and we've we've been struggling with our early early times in in the dragster, so we've been testing on that. We we were trying to learn stuff here, you know, as much as you can without data. But both both of those dragsters went pretty good. Those were pretty decent runs last time. My my car last time made a decent run. If I was guessing, I would say it ran three ten at two seventy five, and we had them back down. But we were still trying to learn stuff, you know, for what
1: we could without data. Right but uh every time down you can learn something every every yeah. time down the track
0: so we want to be prepared for the for the fall nationals because this is dallas we want to do good here it's going to be a tough show so we have to get our shit together
1: yeah and that's what we're here for awesome okay well i got you here gotta ask you one more thing travis pastrana wow what a great cross promotion i i don't want to say that i thought uh, negatively about it at all but the word that I got, like Alex told Travis, Hey, you should do this. And Travis like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I'll go run this, uh, you know, thing. But I, I was worried that he has done so many different extreme sports kind of things that he might say, yeah, it was okay, but you know, whatever. And exactly the opposite happened. What we all hope happens to everybody that comes out. He realized there's a million layers to this. It's not just smashing the gas and going straight. And it sounded like just based on what he said and what, you know, straight to camera, he said, didn't understand like Tony Stewart told him. Right. Tell that, tell that story. You don't know what you don't know.
0: The best part of the whole deal was Tony Stewart came over and asked if I needed some help with this project because, you know, he was he knew how big it would be, especially in the other other motorsports avenues. I mean, everybody else is. Pretty much got a bigger following than we do we need to get some of their following yes so he asked me if i needed any help with this project on monday this was friday and i said i absolutely i mean to me for me to explain to travis Pastrana how to drive a top fuel car probably i don't i don't think it would have sunk in as deep as if when tony was explaining it to. and him. when he
1: said that story to me like it was such great self-awareness because everybody has got an ego right but like travis pastrana hearing something from someone it should be tony it made sense who has he just made, gone through the process
0: he just went through the process he respects it so much that he's driving an a fuel car on mondays getting more laps before he gets back in a fuel car again so i, I wanted tony to help and and he had a he was leaving at 10 a.m monday and he canceled that he came back out to, to track at midnight we were out there at midnight and tony Stewart's back funny. me he was the backup girl you know Tony Stewart is backing up Travis Pastrana. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. We have some great videos of that, and I know they're all out there, but just to have something like that happen. And my main goal was to make this good for our sport. Not, not a joke, not a, hey, Travis Pastrana is going to come in, and you know he's going to be wild in the top fuel
1: car. I want everybody to respect our sport, and he did. But, really well, and what I had heard was, yeah, I'm going to drive this thing, I don't know, to, I don't want to, I don't want to get everybody stoked about anything, but it sounded like he might want to do it again.
0: Yeah, actually, when we were in the lounge, when he was leaving, I did say, because he said, oh, yeah, that's cool, what, what would I do next? I said, well, you, a good plan, if I were making it up, would be make some runs in the next year. Get your license. He's so he's busier than anyone, probably. Yeah, no, he's rock star stats. But you could drive a car, you know, our car. He'll probably get back in (laughs) it. And once we get him to 300, he wants to go 300 miles an hour. And I told him within a year, by the end of next year, I would love to see him run a national event. Wow. Can you imagine that what it would do for our sport to have someone like that? There's a YouTube site out there that has. As of a week ago, two and a half million views of Travis Pastrana driving the Top children. Unreal. Unreal. We just, we, we are missing that we need to get in on some of what we're missing.
1: We're, we're in a, a silo a little bit, yeah, right? Drag racing are. that the Tony liked it because it was its own little world. And sometimes we're only talking to the people in the little world, not realizing that there are thousands and thousands of people that don't even know what drag racing is. They just, right. it's not their fault. Right. They just don't know. Either the most way. people here last night for the, or not before last, for the
0: concert had never been to a drag race they would never seen a top fuel car run yeah and it was nice to see them they want everybody our our pits actually exited the concert so everybody there walked by our pits so i bet we had 40 of them walk through our pits awesome and look at the car so we want to get some we want to get some fans
1: out here. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Scott, thank, thank you very you. much. Appreciate thanks you. Thanks for everything Scott you did. Palmer. It was great. Oh, no. And we're going to keep on going. We'll be back out okay. here tonight. Good luck with the promos. Thank you. All, all right. right. There we go. Scott Palmer. We are here at the Texas Motorplex. Let's bring on the voice of the NHRA, Alan Reinhardt. I'm going to get to our sponsors. Trust me, all our sponsors. We love them. We need them. And we're going to get to them. But uh, since we are live, live. Here he is. They are. What's up, Alan? How are you?
2: I'm great. I'm uh, home for a day and a half and swapping suitcases and heading back out tomorrow morning.
1: You were at St. Louis, the double divisional. Would you have 650 cars out there? That is insanity. And uh, I saw some posts on the web about, like, hey, NHRA is doing something right if you get 650 cars for a divisional.
2: 776 tech cards.
1: 776 tech cards. That's insanity.
2: Yeah, it uh, it was big. And... You know that many cars and trying to do a double divisional. we got it all done on sunday night and uh you know a lot of effort by a lot of people but it was a, it was a spectacular race we had great weather we had just amazing side-by-side racing and you know you go you start with probably the biggest the, the first big surprise of the weekend shane westerfield doesn't qualify what didn't qualify and then you look at some of the points that are Points implications that are going on in the other classes. You know, Brad Burton has been leading the world in stocks for the last few months, the last few weeks, whatever. He's been leading for a while. Second in points is Joe Santangelo. Third in points is Jimmy Hidalgo, and they raced each other in the final. We had one hundred and seventy stalkers, so you only qualify one hundred and twenty-eight, uh, and it was just a it was just a great run. It was a it was a really really good weekend. A uh, couple of small on track incidents, but uh, overall it was a pretty clean deal and. Uh, yeah, seven hundred and seventy six points.
1: That's amazing. Uh, well, and, and that says you know a lot of people. I know there was a D one race that got uh, postponed, and you know yes. who knows? No, I
2: canceled, 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 Not
1: canceled, yeah. canceled. And so maybe people looking for that last divisional, as far as points championships go, uh, mm-hmm. came down there. Doesn't matter, right? Like you get that many racers in one place, you're doing something right. But uh, now we're looking ahead towards it. Like feel free to drop any notes uh, from the race this past weekend. I saw Doug Gordon. The return of Doug
2: Gordon. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went well. Uh, you know, he returned by parking the thing in the winter circle. And now there's a lot of people talking points there. Uh, Sean Bellamere's is out. Uh, he needed to win the race in order to still have a chance. And he ended up being runner up in the final to Doug. Uh, Joey Severance won again. And, you know, he's had such a roller coaster of a year. You know, there have been times when he's left the racetrack with a headache because the car shook so bad. And there have been times when he just looked like he was unstoppable. Uh, I wouldn't say he looked unstoppable this weekend, but he had a really good car. Both he and Sean Cowie ran over 281 miles an hour, which is top five speeds all time for a blown car. But the weather conditions were really good. Uh, you know, the Division Three staff does a great job. And then Kurt Johnson was there. He just came out, you know, to hang out and say hi and ended up getting pressed into service. So he was kind of overseeing most of the track prep all weekend long. But it was just a really, really solid event. Four long days, but it was a really solid event. Great
1: stuff. Great stuff. And now you turn our attention to the texas fall nationals i am here at the texas motorplex in the tim's trucking suite thank you to tim for allowing us to have they getting ready for a production meeting next door i'm going to run over there we got promonts tonight palmer just talking about the nitro sideshow and the great showcases that we have done talked a little bit about travis pastrana but the whole time we are pushing people pushing people come out to see championship drag racing this weekend and alan i can tell you that i'm feeling this intensity building thinking about the points uh, you know, Justin Ashley by 14 over Steve Torrance, by 30 over Brittany, by 35 over Mike Salinas, 43 over Antron, 64 over Josh Hart, even Doug Coletta, only 88 points out of the lead. Anybody's racing top fuel, if you're a favorite of any of those drivers, they're, you're a fan, you should be in on this. You should be in on this season and uh, be flying your flag right now.
2: Yeah, and I think they're going to be. You know, there's so many fans that have made the Texas Motorplex a tradition. It's been this race has been there, what, 34 years, 35 years, something like that? Uh, maybe longer than that. When did Billy build the place? 82, 83? 86. But, was it 86?
1: Yeah, that's, eight, that's right, right back there. That's 1986. The inside of all the suites. Beautiful. 86. I think it's 37 years, but over five decades, right? I use that uh, stat, it's a little bit of a twist to the numbers, but you know, five decades of action in 37 years, you know, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2000, 2001s and 2020s, um, little sleight of hand with the numbers, but yes, it's, it's amazing to see the reaction this place has with people coming out, even the concert goers, they know about the plex.
2: Well, and there's so many people that have made it an annual tradition, you know, whether you're whether you're inside or outside of Texas, I know there are a lot of fans that that's just a vacation deal. They are going to go. It's October. It's Texas. The weather's usually nice. You know, not not blistering hot or, or sweltering humidity, and the cars are going to run fast. Um, you know, years ago before I started doing my NHRA stuff like I'm doing now, uh, roommate and I Friday night literally for you know what are you going to do this weekend? I don't know what are you going to do this weekend? I don't know what are you, gonna do? you know they're racing at that new place in Texas. And we threw some stuff in the back of my truck and drove all night just because we wanted to go see the super track that we had heard so much about. And, you know, obviously then since I've started this job, I've been there a number of years in a row now. But the place has always had kind of a mystique about it. And even though it has been around so long, you know, you still pull in. You look at the tower, you look at the amenities, you look at the stuff, and the place doesn't look. It's not an old rundown racetrack. It, it is sparkling and shiny, and the surface has been spectacular all these years. You know, everybody told Billy, you're crazy to put full concrete down it you know that's an expense. It's stupid and you don't need it and you know he and i were having a conversation i don't know last year a couple of years ago after the event was over and he said it's the biggest accidental investment i ever made because in 30 whatever years we've never had to resurface a racetrack tell me another racetrack that hasn't had to resurface change you know replace the asphalt do this stuff you know it was ground once but other than that it's uh it's lived up and you know still still puts out the spectacular numbers when the weather's right and, and you know, it's it's one of the granddaddy races on the tour, no question.
1: The Bellagio before the Bellagio, and since they redid everything, for those that don't know, a couple of years ago we had that uh, winter freeze here in Texas, and there was a lot of damage, and they were able to upgrade like this suite. I want everybody to see, like just the the look of it all is uh, pretty amazing. The, uh, the you know you've got you've got great cabinets, and you've got outside, there's the track like they have done. They've gone to the nines with this. They've gone to the nines with the suites and all the amenities here at the motorplex renewed media center. So if you've been in the past, you got to come out again. Uh, It is it is pretty amazing. And the stampede speed out. It's like 10 days long, like we're a couple days in and we still got a long way to go. NHRA is just showing up trucks are rolling in. They're laying out the pits. It's been a it's been a very cool and interesting experience but well, we have been promoting drag racing uh, like like wildfire. You should have seen the concert. 15,000 fans who just didn't know anything about what this sport is, they now walk away with an impression.
2: I saw some pictures and some stuff online. Yeah, it looked like that. Uh, you guys were definitely having a big time out there. I know that one of the big talks in the pits in St. Louis was, you know, top drags sportsman. top you sportsmen. Know, we got to get out of here because we got to get to Texas. We're going to take part in that shootout on Tuesday. You know, you're going to put money up for grabs. They're going to come out and run for it. And so that's just you know another element. You know, the the idea to do this and make it such a festival, and then try to get so many other things included, so that you're not just reaching out to drag racing fans, you're not just reaching to the choir, so to speak. You are exposing other people, like the concert. The other, I had tremendous concept, and you know I know that the state has gotten involved, and the local municipalities have all gotten involved. And you know Billy loves doing things big, and this is about as big as it gets.
1: It's big. Let's talk funny cars. We get ready for the weekend. We got the big champions dinner happening on Wednesday night. All the past winners and, of course, defending race winners. Ron Caps is going to feature that. But uh, he's 46 points behind Robert Height. Definitely very close. Hagen is 103 back. John Force 114 pack. Bob Tasca 170 back. And to me, those are the guys that are in the conversation. No offense to anybody else, right? I don't want anybody to be upset. But it just it doesn't seem realistic. And, and Hagen even, spoke to Hagen, we were hanging out at the concert and uh, it, you know Ashley from Tony Stewart Racing was doing quotes. And he basically said, the quote that matters, if we don't if we do not do something at this race, we're out of it. And that was yeah. Matt Hagen's comment himself in a moment of like casual reflection. We don't do something big here, we're out of it. Luckily, this is a track that he typically does pretty well at. They won a couple in a row, I think three overall um, caps won last year. But the years previous, I remember taking a picture of Dickie Venables in a cowboy hat.
2: Yeah, I think he wants to uh, ride Oliver, too. That's, you know, long been on his bucket list. I assume yeah. that Oliver is going to be back this year.
1: He's back. He's been a big part of this whole thing. Poor Oliver. Okay. Just uh, He's done a million safeties, that's for sure.
2: But I, I agree with what Matt said. And I think, that, you know, the same thing, I was going to mention that about Tasca being 170 back. If he leaves Texas and doesn't close the gap a little bit, then I think realistically, you know, his chances... Are basically over and even if he goes out and wins the last two races if you've got four guys in front of you they're not all going to fall apart you've got to be closing the gap on the ones in front of you because once we leave here there's only eight rounds of competition left and yes i know it's points and a half in pomona and that changes the math a little bit but you still have got to be in the conversation if you if your hope is okay we can still win it if we go to pomona and robert loses first round or doesn't qualify you ain't got much hope
1: yeah it's as simple as that and You know, it it just is what it is, right? Like baseball, they just had their playoffs. A bunch of teams entered. Some teams are defeated. That's it. Uh, It's unfortunate the cruel end in drag racing. We don't have a cruel end. You get to continue on and maybe even win a race. But it's unlikely or not possible for you to win the championship. Don't be upset by it. Everybody weighing in. Blake in Wyoming is out there. Says what's up to Joe and Alan. That is cool. Um, Mr. Ann out there. uh, Alan, the wealth of knowledge no disrespect to Joe's knowledge, but by far the best combo in here. Don't worry. I'm not about to. <laughs> Alan is the tuner of the crew on the announced staff. Austin Coyle said to me one day that Alan could tune a nitro car. And at that point I said, Okay, now I now I know. Uh, let's talk a little bit though about Pro Stock, where Erica Enders, I don't want to call it a coronation, but if she leaves here with a 120-point lead, that's exactly what it is. And Erica loves Texas. This is her home race. or one, Houston's her home race. But Texas is her home state. And I fully expect that team elite to come in here and continue to go rounds. Will they win? Will they runner-up? Will they semi? Like, who knows? But in the end, this team has been strong all year long. And the Erica Enders fans that I'm talking to, they're feeling it. They've, they've got their chests puffed out.
2: And they should, you know, the way she's been running. And even when they've had, you know, stumbles or toe stubs or whatever you want to call it during the course of the season, it's always been, okay, that's it. It's behind us. Let's go get them next week. And, you know, a couple of times guys have taken Hail Mary shots at her and made it pay off. And a couple of times they've had an issue here or there, not very often. And they've ended up being out early, but they have just been so solid and so consistent throughout the year and the attitude that we are here we have the best car we have the best team we have the best driver and if we don't win this race that's fine go to the next one we're going to win that one let's just you know load up and go and that's what they've been doing on the weekends when they haven't accomplished the task it's like okay how fast can we get to the next one so we can do it there and they've just been solid all year they said they they believe best car best team best driver and you could make a strong argument for that you know there are certainly some other cars out there that can run with her but over the course of the year, there's a reason that she had such a big point lead at the end of the regular season. There's a reason that she's stretched it out again when we got into the countdown. There's a reason that she's got more wins than everybody else out there. This year, they just look like they've got it all going on. And anybody that's ever raced has had strings like that. You know, I don't care if you are a you know street racer at your you know street class racer at your local racetrack, you've got it in a position where whether it's two or three weeks in a row, or you just can't be beat. Yeah. And they have basically done that. Throughout the course of the year, um, you know, overall, they've, like I said, they've, you know, there have been a few times that they didn't accomplish the goal, but they look like, you know, they look like they've been in championship form since they unloaded the thing at Pomona.
1: Now that you remind me, you know, Alan, there was a time where I won three weeks in a row at my local track in Rosa Motorsburg Park. I had no idea what I was doing, but I won three weeks in a row, and it's just something about racing. You know what I expect, though? I expect, um, I don't want to say I expect red lights against Erica. But I expect people to take shots. Right? Like now you're getting to that desperation time, you want to get her out, people are gonna start taking shots and maybe stepping over the line.
2: Well, you know, we've seen that throughout the course of the year as well. And it's you know it's always been part of Pro Stock. It's been you know part of basically every category in drag racing. But if you go up there and you know that, you know what, I'm four hundreds back in performance, my only shot is to try to get off the starting line first with a double or with a team light. The problem with that philosophy, you know, if Erica averages 65 light, okay. But Erica doesn't, you know, Erica goes up there for the most part, sets up to be 20 and okay. You're perfect. You get two against her. In a lot of cases, that ain't enough. So even if you want to come up and take that shot, she's not likely to leave the door open far enough that you can steal one like that. But, you know, you come up and take a crack at it. you got to do what you got to do.
1: Exactly. And all you fans out there, I'm seeing the numbers, like, bump up against the ceiling out there. We need retweets, and we need shares. Texas Fall Nationals coming up stampede of speed. Let's get this one out there, guys. Yes, on YouTube. Subscribe. Click the bell. We need you. We want you. Pro Stock Motorcycle, Joey Gladstone, Matt Smith. Yes, there are others, but I'm feeling like this is – Uh, a battle worth talking about. Angie is 90 back, Angie putting on the the Facebook that they found some power, that they're continuing to swap out parts. Angie is still in it. Angie's had a couple of moments this year where maybe if it had gone a different direction, like the final round uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it's not too late yet. Like Angie can still get back in, but this is the race she's gotta do it, right? Like Angie Smith wins Dallas, then she's gonna be in the conversation. Angie Smith doesn't win Dallas, and it's Matt and Joey in the final or something. Then you got a two-horse race. That's the way I see it. How do you see it?
2: That's probably pretty close. I mean, you know, obviously, if if Angie gives up twenty points, she wouldn't mathematically be out of it, and she's only got two people in front of her. Unlike you know, in the Funny Car War, where you've got four or five people, if you're a hundred points back, that you're going to have that you're going to have to have some kind of a collapse on. So. Uh, I think that, you know, if she gains points here, whoever wins a race, whatever, if she gains points here, then I think she's still a part of the conversation. If she wins the race, then I think she's front and center in the combination. You know, Matt made the statement a couple of weeks ago. I don't care if it's me or Angie that wins the title as long as it's one of us. That is our goal as a team. And, you know, she certainly looks like she's got a motorcycle that can get it done. But I think she needs to gain points. She doesn't necessarily have to win the race, but she needs to gain points.
1: It's still drag racing, right? Like at some point, you could have a parts failure. You could just get beaten on a great race. Like you just never know. You got to go down the racetrack. And in the end, the racing gods have to be on your side.
2: That never hurts.
1: That never hurts. Uh, all right. And, and finally, let's talk a little bit about just FuelTech ProMod. Stevie Fast out here tuning up. Tim Whiteley's car last night. Uh, we're still wondering, you know, is Ricky going to gonna show? I don't know if you heard anything. If Ricky is not going to show, I will be stunned, but it is what it is. What do you know about that?
2: Uh, well, I talked to him last week, and he said he's not coming. He said, uh, you know, that's it. He's done hanging it up, da-da-da. We'll, we'll see because, you know, he leads the league in retiring. But uh, he said he's not coming. He said, uh, you know, doesn't believe he can realistically win the championship, and he's not going to spend the money to drag stuff all the way out there if he can't do that. So he says he's not coming
1: well i'm I'm scanning the entry list and it is race week and i don't see ricky on the entry list and i'm just stunned i am i'm genuinely stunned i understand first of all he's ricky smith right he's got nothing to prove to anybody but chris thorne were to go out in the first round and the door would be open it's like oh what might have been but then again when you've had a career like ricky You know, one more championship on the pile isn't going to change the way anybody thinks
2: about it. Well, you know, and he does it for a living. So he's looking at, you know, cost to go versus potential, you know, return on investment, so to speak. And just doesn't see it as being doesn't see it as being a good investment. So I understand the business side of it. Um, You know, I I'm sure the racer in him is going, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. But he also isn't, you know, 30 years old anymore when it's like you will raise six nights a week and just keep loading up and dragging on to the next one. So there comes a time when you just look at it a little bit more pragmatically, and I think that's the situation he's in now.
1: And nobody wants to say that, but that is such a fact. Ricky and Chad do all the work themselves, and it's it's hard. It's difficult on your body. Uh, there's a lot of work, lifting, just things that nobody thinks about. They see the car going down the racetrack. Alan, any final thoughts before we let you go? I know you got to get ready to come out here and join us. Uh, you guys start uh, rolling on Thursday. The Lucas Oil Series cars are going to step out onto the track. But any final thoughts? uh st louis divisional
2: to mm-hmm. speed texas take it well just i think we're riding some pretty good momentum coming in off of the st louis race both the divisional the double divisional last week and the national before and you know give us good weather and we'll take care of the rest of it the motorplex always delivers you know big numbers spectacular moments uh friday night i think it's going to be a lot of fun again with the qualifying bonuses that are up for grabs there will be four nitro qualifying sessions So race fans, if you want to come out on Friday, they're going to have one afternoon, and then obviously that'll be the tune-up for Friday night when everybody will be swinging for the extra cash. But, you know, it's a happening. You know, Saturday night's the draw auction. Uh, Brian and I will be over there in the Champions Club at the end of activity on the racetrack, raising money for a great cause. And that's free to attend for anybody. You know, come out and see if maybe there's some, you know, some treasure, some piece of memorabilia, some something. You know, they always have just a a wide selection of stuff over there at the draw auction that's race-related, including... Usually racing experiences. If you want to, you know, next year be a VIP crew member or do something, there's usually something like that up for graphic. And, you know, it's just going to be a week full of all kinds of stuff. It already has been started, but uh, the weekend will, will wrap the thing up on Sunday night and everybody will catch their breath and we'll head for Vegas.
1: No, no, I'm going to pass out first and then catch my breath and then head to Vegas. Alan, great job as usual. Can't wait to see you in a couple of days. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Joe. I will uh, be flying in tomorrow.
1: All right. See you then. There he goes. the voice of the NHRA, Alan Reinhardt. All right, guys. We're just a couple of minutes away. Camry Caruso was hanging around at the track. We're going to bring her on the show. But first, I got to tell you about the people who make it possible for me to go WFO. Literally, without them, I couldn't do this show. Phillips-Connect.com. For those of you in the transportation industry, if you got trucks and trailers running down the road... Tim, you might wanna get connected technology that keeps you safe, whether it be uh, tire inflation, whether it be loaded, unloaded, et cetera, go to phillips-connect.com. Justin Ashley, the points leader. Bernie's Feed Shop, Ocala, Florida, over $5 million in inventory down there. If you're buying or selling, they do consignment. If you wanna do a frame off restoration, check out Bernie's. And the very least you can do is just go check out their social media and give them a like. That way you can keep up on all that they do. A little bit earlier in the show, we told you about FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. Go to Super Comp, go to Super Gas, go to the big money bracket races. Pro Mod, Top Sportsman, Top Dragster, so many of the successful racers use FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque converters, and you can too, even for your little street car. It's not just a racing thing. It's a transmission thing with FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque converters. The same is true for Total Seal Piston rings, The leader in ring seal technology, I have spoken with so many different engine builders. For instance, David and Ray Barton. David's got to come in here. He's got to show up at the race. He's got to stage. He becomes the constant aviation factory stock showdown champion. He is our latest victim. I mean, guest on hidden horsepower. And he tells the whole story about ring seal and why it's important, et cetera. Go check it out. But if you're building an engine, go to total seal first, they will set you up and maybe find that hidden horsepower, totalseal.com. Sam tech. We're in Texas. Brian Massengill reached out to me. He's like, you're the voice of the stampede of speed. That's cool. He's going to be out here. If you want to learn to build engines, you want to be a machinist. We need you. To become a machinist, our country needs CNC programmers and machinists and EFI tuners. We were just having a great conversation about EFI. Samtech has got courses and all. Go to samtech.edu. Maybe you just want to drive a dragster. Maybe you don't want the responsibility of carrying the future of our nation. And you just want to go have a little fun. Well, the dragster adventure at frankholly.com is a great gift. And yes, it is holiday time. Black Friday coming soon. Don't stress. Just get the dragster adventure as a gift. For the drag racing fan in your life, and they will love you forever because you gave them an experience, not something they want to return or send back to Amazon. FrankHawley.com, all kinds of great information. And we're in Texas, home of Rodax Coffee. Marvin Rodak has been out here all week. 817-924-6821. Plan to get some Rodax Coffee while you're here. Call him, and maybe he can, you know, hook you up. You can drive it home. You don't have to ship it. 817 817- 9246821 try those hot sauces and spice rubs it is better than anything you've had i that's what i believe and i uh, i love it and i'm gonna take some home too marvin rodak will be out here uh, plus our great Patreons. these are people who are vip members of wfo radio and we greatly appreciate them from all over the world including australia like torque calibration services um australia all right time for our next guest so impromptu she had no idea she was going to be a guest on wfo radio until i'm like hey do you want to be a guest on wfo radio and here she is Camry Caruso. What's up, Camry? Hi,
3: how are you? How are you? Look at this. Here we
1: are. We're doing a show. Yes. You know a little bit about this. A little bit. Why are you out here so early? What's going on? Uh,
3: well, my rig is on its way. It was supposed to be here a few hours ago, but they had a little bit of a tire problem, so.
1: Tire problem on the rig. Better than on the yeah. race car. That's so. True all right three races to go yeah we've got fans of camry out there by the way all you fans of Camry, you need to share can we put your your coke down there yeah like oh there or just on the side there it is just perfect spot we're very fast and loose here on wfo i know you do a show as well so you know exactly what it's all about but you got three races to go now look back reflect on your season a year ago at this time did you even know you were going to be running pro stock
3: um It was very new still at this point because we announced it last year at this race that we were going pro stock racing. So it's still very new to the, um, idea, but it's crazy how fast it's
1: progressed. Well, exactly. I remember watching you out there at, uh, Arizona run, 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 testing, learning, going through the process. How do you do a burnout? One of these things. And to see you then I'm so glad that I got to and see you now you've come a long way in what is really a short amount of time. What kind of, what kind of lessons can you share about that journey?
3: Honestly, it's been crazy um, to think. I was actually just watching all my GoPro videos from when we tested in Bradington prior to even Phoenix and um, till like last weekend in St. Louis. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it like gets just night and day. How the team works together, how the car works, how I've progressed, like how everything is going in such a short time not even a year with the same team so it's, it's interesting to see but i'm super thankful for all the learning
1: confidence right like you you gain confidence by doing and succeeding you've mm-hmm. made a final round you've taken out greg anderson you've won on hole shots when you look back at the season what do you look at and I don't, it doesn't have to be one moment but give me a moment that was a like light going on I can do this. I, you know, I'm, I'm a pro stock racer kind of moment.
3: It was kind of when I raced Greg in Houston, I was like, cause I told Jim, I told my dad, I told my grandpa right before I went up. I was like, there's no way I'm running this round. Like it's Greg. Like, let's just be honest. And when we actually won, I was like, oh my gosh, we can beat Greg. <laughs> um, but it was super surprising just because I've watched him race for years and he's accomplished so much in the class and just as a racer in general so when we won against him i was like oh wow maybe we do belong here
1: well right sorry greg right but that's what people uh that's what you know it's it's a great compliment of being one of the greatest if not the greatest of all time yes that people are going to measure themselves and it's drag racing and you're going to lose sometimes Yes. and you were able to get that done but there's still more ground to cover So let's talk about like, okay, like, what are you, what are you working on? Like when you think about, and if you don't want to let your competitors know, just gloss over it, but what areas do you want to get better at? Like, what, what do you think? Like, all right, now this is the next thing that I got to work on that I can raise my game to the next level.
3: I mean, I'm super transparent with everything, but like, if you look at like even the computer screens about the consistency on the shifting and everything, like to see where we came from. And where we are now is awesome. But, like, we still have a lot of work to do on basically every front. Like, I could be double-O every single round. So, obviously, I have work to do there. I've been 11 and 9 and I think it was 15 and 20-something last race. But, well, there's fairies out here that go double-O every single round. Yes. So, I can work on that. The guys can always work on the car. Like, the cars you can always improve somehow. But I think that as a team, we just have to know that we're confident in our car, in our team, and that'll speak for itself. Get
1: laps, right? Yeah. Like you, 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 there's have no the substitute least for the amount
3: of laps out of every any team on um, in Pro Stock. Like we have the least by a lot. So to know that we can actually run with them, I think is pretty impressive.
1: So I, I got to start a, a Pro Stock car one time, and to me, what was really uh, shocking is you know, the way the clutch is pushing back on you mm-hmm. and nobody really describes that. So like when you deck it and you're feeling that thing, pushing back, if you push down on it, you're going to have a bad reaction time. If you lift up on it, you're cheating the clutch. There's just so yeah. much there that doesn't get communicated. Can you try to explain like how you handle that? Because you have to do the same thing every single time.
3: Yes. Yeah, so in my first tries in in January of this year, Driving a clutch car, I drove a clutch car last year, but driving the pro stack car, like when you said, when you deck it, it pushes back. And if you're not prepared for it to push back, you're going to either leave before the tree cam comes down or you're going to cheat the clutch and then you wreck the clutch. So this year has been like huge on, okay, know that it's going to push back before you get on the two step and do not cheat the clutch. So, but when you do push down harder, you are worse on the tree so it's definitely super finicky you have to be super mindful of it but i think consistency and laps help with it
1: and that and just like everything right the more you do it the better you get at it Mm -hmm. but you only get three chances to win a race before the season is out and uh okay i would imagine that's on your list of goals get a win to do it in the countdown everybody's at their best it's definitely going to be tough give us a little preview for the fall nationals and beyond you know as, as time runs out on your rookie season probably i mean i don't see any reason why you wouldn't be rookie of the year but hopefully well i know i you've run the full season in pro stock at the highest level you made a final round i don't know who the other person is that's uh, battling for it but right how are you gonna get a win
3: um well my guys know that i want to win this year with no excuses or anything so we're just going to give it our all focus on our team and our race car and our lane and not really worry about who's in the other lane, because that's where you get distracted. You have to just beat yourself and your car. So we're just going to stay focused and hope for the best.
1: What do you think about your dad's starting line antics? I love (laughs) them. I love them. Yeah. I'm putting her on the spot. Um, I can do this. Mark is probably out there, but this guy is the most fired up of anybody on the starting line. He's your dad. So there's that whole like, oh, my dad kind of thing. Right. But you know, he's also your biggest cheerleader and your grandfather. He's, He's a nice intermediary, right? He's like, yeah.
3: Papa is definitely way more calm, but he's always calm. Like you can't rile him up. I don't know how, but dad, I think it's cute. <laughs> um, he's excited, and I think it's cool that he can stand behind the race car and let me drive, and not be in one himself yet. So whatever. He wait, wait, do.
1: wait. Yet.
3: Yeah. We'll see. No. Uh-huh
1: all right yeah because this guy is a pro mod racer this guy loves to race as yes. well i like hearing that i like the word yeah i all keep
3: right. pushing him every test session i'm like do you want me to bring your parachute? make some runs
1: make some um, runs mark he's make like some after the year is how over how
3: about you just get through your year and then we'll talk i'm I, like okay
1: that's good strategy well that would be special to be out here racing with and maybe against your dad like that
3: i want to beat him so bad.
1: that's what it is it's yes. not like oh family good time moment it's like i want to kick my dad's butt yes Okay. <laughs> all right at least we know at least we know camry thank you for joining us just called her okay you want to come in yes and here she is so thank you of course thank you camry caruso with us here on wfo radio all right get some comments in the comment section guys as we get ready to roll on out of here let's see what's going on if you're anywhere near the texas motorplex come out come out one of us the champions dinner is i don't think it's sold out yet hundred bucks you get either filet or prime rib i don't know exactly what it is you get a couple of drinks you get a photograph with all last year's winners framed framed you get some uh you know one-on-one time like we're gonna have a nice intimate setting this wednesday night it's gonna be great it's like a hundred bucks go to the website find out more information we got pro mod top dragster top sportsman serious racing here tonight a lot of money i think fifteen thousand dollars or something it's a lot of money forgive me for not knowing the exact purse but great stuff going on. And then Thursday, Texas Fall Nationals. Everybody is loading in as we speak. And I ask you to share the show, even at this point. Let's see what everybody's got to say out there and put your comments and thoughts on this whole uh, exercise uh, up there in the comments section. Like Rick says, Hey, Camry, uh, your first wallet is coming this weekend. All right. Great interview. Good luck. Thank you very much. I'm very impressed with Camry's year. It's been a good year. It's a good year. Uh, go get them. Pro Stock Dreams, getting my Pro Stock license. Lauren, how about Lauren? How about Camry? I I asked her when she's going to win her first race. For the most part, she wants it. If you could pick any pro stock driver to get your first win in pro stock. Oh, Lauren, I'm so sorry. That would have been a great question to ask Camry. And, uh, you know, oops. Oops. Let's see what else. Jim, nice job with the remote. Yeah, I'm very surprised. And thanks to uh, Tim and Tony, Tim's uh, trucking who has invited us into their suite. Tim's a friend, obviously. And they got a big production meeting going on next door. And so I was like, hey, can I use your suite? And they're like, yeah. Actually, they offered it. I didn't even have to ask, which is uh, even better. Even better. Monica is out there. Looks like you're having a fantastic time at the Stampede of Speed, doing a great job. Thank you very much. Let's remember, this is work, okay? So we're, uh, you know, nose to the grindstone out here. It's been nonstop. Best moments so far walking out in front of 15,000 people with Matt Hagan and introing Matt, three time champ, three time winner. And he's pumping up Brett Young, and the crowd is going crazy. And they are loving the idea that drag racing is a the thing. They got to experience jet cars, they got to experience top fuel dragsters, and the average age I don't know, 20, 22, 23, young people. All out here had no idea what drag racing was, and now they do. You heard. Let's see. Yeah, well, you guys are you guys are raising the skew. It's uh maybe I'll say it's 25 because of you guys. The average goes up. Hey Joe, looks like I'm gonna have to uh put it on my bucket list. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Stampede of speed plan for next year already, and you got to get here the whole week. I'm talking, you know, from funny car chaos on. I saw an experience funny car chaos for the very first time, guys. It was really great. Chris Graves and his team. Have something special going on and you know the burn and nitro like where else do you get to burn nitro and compete they've got a, a great niche everybody loves it it was awesome did you get some barbecue out there i got to judge a barbecue bean competition great beans excellent stuff i gave my opinion Mom, you know the most mild of after effects but i did not do brisket or ribs i wanted to but i didn't have time daddy daughter moments are the best Let's see. Uh, so Matt had Joe acting as his bodyguard. Yeah, it was Hagen and like Stickman Joe out there looking like a tiny insignificant little nothing. Nebbish next to Matt Hagen. But hey, it all worked out. It all worked out in the end. All right, guys, that is going to do it. I really appreciate everybody for supporting WFO radio. We are live at the Texas Motorplex and the Stampede of Speed. It has been so amazing. So far, this is definitely a bucket list race. You've got to put this one on your bucket list, uh, if you even have a bucket list, because it is that good. Um, There's just so much going on, is really the deal. There's just so much going on, and the whole world is here. Whether it be rolling to the starting line last night, we didn't know Stevie Fast was going to go out there and make a run. No, Stevie Fast goes out and makes a run. Frankie Madman uh, Taylor makes a run. Alex Laughlin has got the vet out here. Just, we have n- Nitro Pro Mods. We had a bunch of them. Nitro Pro Mods. Studzilla. And it cost $10. Now, I can't promise that's going to be the price next year. 20 bucks, but 10 if you brought a can of food. We raised a bunch of food for the hungry in this area. Like, just amazing, amazing things. Let's see. Good day, y'all. Eddie from uh, Garrafolos. Thank you for the video last night with Sammy Eubanks um, planning the trip for next year. And that's the deal. We've got to build it. You don't just say you're having an event. Everybody just trusts you and goes. That's not how events work. you got to build it over time. Last year was year one. This year they brought me in as the voice of the Stampede of Speed. I'm super stoked to be doing it. Next year, I'm like, hopefully you trust me. After all of these years, when I tell you something's good, it's good. And when, you tell, when I tell you something stinks, it stinks. And you realize that, right? I'm always working on that. This one is special. It is good if you like drag racing, which I do. And so it is amazing. Uh, And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Texas Fall Nationals. Championships on the line. Four qualifying sessions. Bonus money for the number one qualifiers. They're going to put them on the saddle again. We got DJ Laney down there playing music. We've got all kinds of extra stuff uh, going on in this deal. Oh, tequila commissario is very tasty, says Dragster Jeff. Yes, it is. This guy, Monday Morning Racer has been out here the whole time. You got to go to his YouTube channel and check out all the videos he's putting out. Cranking out the content, guys. Cranking out the content. Go check out Monday Morning Racer. We craft doing a great job. Go Krista, go. Everybody is excited. We're super excited about everything that is going on. One more time, just big thanks to the people who make it possible. Bernie's Speed Shop, bernies.com, Phillips Connect, FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters, Total Seal Piston Rings. Couldn't be doing this without those guys. Samtech.edu, Frank Holly's Drag Racing School, Marvin Rodak, Rodak's Coffee, the best coffee in the world. CIP1, California import parts for you Volkswagen air cooled guys, and Torque Calibration Services of Australia. They have been so helpful to me. And oh, more comments straggling in. Mopar Man, there we go. Talking to Monday Morning Racer, great show today, and that will do it. Appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hit the archive, there will be an ignition from what I hear later on uh today maybe there'll be an ignition giovanni in miami i might be on track with a little pro mod stuff in the meantime that's gonna do it we'll see you next time right here on wfo and big thanks tim's trucking tony guys great job you can be loud now thank you no let me be loud you, hey, well live, job, live studio audience
2: this is wfo radio